you know, everybody goes through a period, a short period where you're lonely, but chronic loneliness kind of makes us more susceptible to things like depression, even Alzheimer's disease. Um, it lowers our immune system, it stresses our cardiovascular system, and it just can, it can actually affect our how long we live because loneliness is not something to just ignore. If you're feeling lonely right now, do something, reach out, call somebody, call a hotline, find a, find a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, somebody and just say, hey, I'm really, really lonely. Can you help? Your life, your journey starts now. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. I'm Sarah Banowitz, and today we are asking the question, how do you cope with loneliness during the holidays? In the studio with me is Don Evans. Hi, Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Don. <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And we have Terry Carlson. Hi. As a mental health counselor, it is always good to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Um, so many of our listeners may say that they're surrounded by too many friends and family during the holidays. How big of an issue is loneliness during this time of year? Oh, I think, you know, you're right. A lot of people do have, you know, we're inundated with invitations, parties, events, and so on. But the real, the, the reality is that loneliness can show up either in the midst of those kind of things. Have you ever been in a situation where you have been surrounded by people and yet still felt very, very lonely? Yeah. And I think that the other possibility too is that there are people who just are plain lonely. They, you know, they've lost family members, they've lost friends, their um, other people have moved away, and they just find themselves at the holidays without someone to to invite them anywhere. So I would like to hear Don's input on this. Yeah, I've been, you know, it's coincidentally I just been thinking about that the last you know couple of weeks or so, and uh, with my background of. Um, as we've recorded on podcasts before, for folk, those who are listening have heard it before, that uh, created a lot of storms in my family based on my behavior, which led to uh, dissolving of families, uh, children, relatives, and things of that nature. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and uh, it is a struggle for people. I mean, they're just, some are afraid to speak out, and uh, some are a little bit shy of, maybe leaning into a conversation when in turn, I think what I've been thinking about lately is just the peace that I have uh, with my spirituality that has grown immensely over the last six or eight months. And I just recommend to people to find peace in yourself, which in turn will help you on those days. When that happens, I mean, you really have to decide where your heart is and where you lie in life yourself before, for me, I'll say for me, before I start judging, say your relatives and aunt or an uncle or any family members, even your own children, for instance, you know, it's not really up to me to judge uh, what they think, whoever this person may be. Maybe it's a coworker that you struggle with at work that just, just doesn't seem to be in the holiday spirit. Well, first I would recommend for me, and it's been helping over the last month or two, is just to look in the mirror at myself and realize that I have to find peace in me. When I look and can recognize the messes with 40 years of experience of messing up your life, and I can see those, then before I say anything or think anything, I realize and mentally quietly tell myself, yeah, Don, but you're a mess too. And I'm finding that very helpful, Terry. I think that's making a difference 
in the way I view what I think also. Well, I think that's really, really good to try to look inward and just say, you know, what part of this am I playing in, in it myself? Yes. I think it also happens sometimes. Sometimes we don't realize it, but the very things that we're doing can actually make the situation worse. You know, a lot of times when people are, are lonely, they may um, be really just trying to avoid um, rejection from other people. And so they kind of avoid going to uh, to parties or they avoid going to family gatherings and stuff for fear that, well, I'm just going to be rejected and that hurts too much. So I avoid it. And that adds to the loneliness because, you know, while you may, you're right, you may risk being rejected. There's that feeling you don't get the opportunity to connect with people who might actually be positive. Well, I completely agree with you, Terry. And we've talked about that in various Bible studies and, and groups that I've went to over the years, then the people will say that, you know, geez, I wish I could, you know, be outspoken like you and really interact. Uh, and I take that as a compliment. That's wonderful. But I just encourage those folks to, you know, just think about where you're at internally and mentally and, and don't back up, you know, lean in and then people will, you know, surround you too. And, and with those people, I want to convey to all of those, and I do it consistently. It's like, you know, I'd love to be alongside of you and help you. You know, when people tell you over and over all your life that, you know, we, we, we just like the way you act, okay, that's all right. But I also know, Terry, there's a tremendous amount of people that are what you just described. They just don't know how to get in there, and they maybe not go to that family event or something. So I just think that we should really just go with one thing in mind. I'm going to go and have a good time. And can we all just put aside our issues for the day and not let them be stressful and worry to the fact that we just don't even want to partake in any family events anymore. Uh, maybe just sometimes showing up and uh, just giving it a go and see how it works. You know, it's yeah, not just reach out. And one other thing that I just thought about is as we look at those friends, relatives, or coworkers, you know, if we want to be honest with ourselves, we don't know what they're going through. So we have to kind of give them a pass too, because right. I know, like I said earlier, a few minutes ago, I've lived in a mess most of my life. It's still not crystal clear and it never will be because we're all sinners. We're going to make mistakes. And that's, by the grace of God, we can have the peace and show up and not be so judgmental. And maybe, you know, I've said for years in those situations that families really, I've truly said this, can't we all just get along today? Right. Come on. Well, and, and Don, you're kind of an outgoing person yourself. We've talked about that before. Seems to be, yeah. <laughs> but what, what, can, what kind of advice could you give to somebody who maybe isn't so outgoing and they're feeling kind of lonely this time of year? Well, I think, again, it comes down to the person, Terry. I mean, are you willing to do the work? I mean, and we can spin this another way as far as I've said for since 2006, the hardest thing I've ever done is being a Christian. I have to work so hard at that based on my ex extroverted personality and forethinking and quick speaking and then even coworkers coming up against you. To be a Christian is like, yeah, that's all humbug stuff. Well, that's your opinion, you know, and I'm not going to judge you, certainly, because that's just wrong of me to do that. So I think there's just for the, the advice for that person that's struggling 
is just to, you know, watch some stuff, get involved with somebody that would kind of guide you and have a friend like I've developed in this journey thing with the coaches and stuff. You know, I have people to reach out. I talk to those coaches yet. We get together and have fun times and meals together. And then that gives you a person to go see and express your concerns about that family member or, you know, the holiday coming up in Christmas. Uh, It's just, it gets pretty complicated, I know. But the main thing that I read and see in my studying is it all starts with you. You've got to do something to make your situation go better. And you have to be able to, this is very important. I really going to stress on this. You have to listen to other people. I think listening because is a really good, you make a really good point there. Well, I was somebody jump knows, that's, yeah, that's a great somebody point knows your situation and, and can tell you what you need to do because I've been there folks and I've done it and I did not listen and that was wrong. So, you know, reach out and talk to somebody that you feel close to and ask them what they could do because they might be able to point you in the right direction, but be open about it. Be open-minded. Well, and one thing, I'm an extrovert too, so you got to take what I suggest with a grain of salt. But one thing that I do as an extrovert for any kind of events like this too. So Don's, you're talking about in general, like building relationships and stuff. But Mm -hmm. as far as when you go to that party, one thing that I do is I look around the room and I find someone who is sitting by themselves. That's an excellent idea. And I go Mm -hmm. and sit down next to them. I don't, and, um, and then I'll just, and ask questions. So that goes along with the listening is I'll ask questions. So instead of talking, uh, and then it just, it, you know, it goes into a back and forth and all of a sudden a half an hour has gone by and other people have joined you. And and then if, you know, if you feel like you don't really fit in the conversation again, you get up to go get a slice of pie and then you look around the room again and you find, you know, maybe two people are sitting next to each other, not really talking and you sit down with them. And I mean, again, I have a lot of introverts in my family and I know it's hard when you sit down and no one else is talking, but the main tip is you ask questions. Right. Well, and I think developing a plan, you're going to a party, especially if you're an introvert, you know, develop a plan and think, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm just going to say hi to three people um, or I'm going to ask them how their day is. You're developing a plan. You're saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So you actually count. Okay. I talked to one and I'm going to talk to another one and the, and, and just kind of do it as an experiment. What happens if I do that? Well, and what if you came up with questions to ask too? Sure. Just say, okay, so if it's for Thanksgiving, giving then you could ask them about what their christmas plans are or what they um are planning on getting their children for christmas or something like that right or what their work projects are but come up with questions ahead of time that you have in your back pocket essentially to ask so that you don't have to come up with it on the spot sure you know and i think also doing something you know doing something good in the in the situation volunteering helping out um we tend to even introverts tend to feel more competent and more comfortable if they have a role so you know call the the host ahead of time and say hey can i do something for you can i you know, can I go around and refill glasses? Can I, you know, that kind of thing. And when you do that, you have more of a role in the thing and you feel a little bit more connected. I naturally do that too. I get up and help when I feel, when I'm feeling uncomfortable. Another thing is you smile. Yeah. The biggest thing, even if you don't talk very much, if you smile at people, they just think you're the nicest person and they like came to talk to you talk to you and stuff right i just like let the world know whoever's listening to the journey podcast that's my secret of being an extrovert is i just smile
smile and people mention it all the time. They're like, oh, you're so nice. I love your smile. And it's just, you you can be an introvert and just smile. Well, and somebody <laughs> might even be curious about what you're smiling about and come over to find I out. I mean, don't just walk around like totally smiling. But when, <laughs> when you make eye contact, give them a big smile. Yeah, but it's just like Sarah says. I mean, it's, it's very evident that, you know, happy people, everybody wants to know what you're happy about. And, you know, we can wear that same smile in Christianity. You know, we can hear the best of uh, preachers, wherever you want to listen to them talk about, you know, if you're, if, it'll radiate off you. And Jeff and I had an instance, you know, here a week ago where a lady just walked by and, and just overheard us talking and that just let her to reach out, you know. And it's amazing how if you, if you're walking that walk and, and, and talking the talk and people can see that you're, you know, whatever it is that you're on fire about. They want to know. And, and I tell people on a regular basis and go, I don't know about this church going thing, Don, you're inviting us, but I really don't know about that. I, I just continue to invite them a couple times and then tell them, Hey, come and sit with me. You know, I'm not sure. asking you to go, but then I leave it alone. And I mean, folks, if you're listening, this works, try it. They're going to watch what I do. I'm being watched at all times, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back, but people are watching Don, and they're following, and it's showing up here as we record this today. There's people that are going to contact me this week because of what they've seen happen and the happiness that I share wherever I go. They want I want to know what he's doing. Well, and I think you make a good point here because I think you know it's kind of like, don't be passive, be yeah. active. And if you're, if you're passive, you know, you can sit there and kind of wait for people to come up to you and be lonely, or you can be active and look for somebody else who might be lonely, like well, Sarah exactly, was saying. Because with me being an extrovert, I will say that if there are times when I just am not feeling well and I don't want to be talking with people, I just do the opposite of what I just suggested. So I won't make as much eye contact. I won't smile as much. I'll stay back a little bit further. Um, and then I won't have those conversations that I usually do as an extrovert. So no, I got to one-up you because even when I don't feel good, I'm smiling. People are like, oh, how you doing? I'm just great, man. Well, I- I'm on my way to meet with Jesus tonight here at church. What are you all up to? Maybe, I'm not, maybe you're more of an extrovert than me. Yeah. Well, that um- goes back to my last podcast, that word pretendaholic. Well, in that case, it's a good be a pretendaholic that night because then everybody thinks you're still happy. Okay. Um, at, so I want to change the subject slightly. Um, so Terry, with you being a, a counselor, maybe you can address this more um, heavy this heavy topic, which is um, for others who are missing loved ones who have passed away or moved away. And, and in those situations, the holidays can be devastatingly lonely. Oh, absolutely. And how, how do people deal with those kinds of situations? Well, I think a lot of what we've already talked about here really applies. Um, maybe with one additional one, be really good to yourself. Remind yourself you're not alone. Um, there are other people who are also going through the same kind of thing. But again, develop a plan, get out there, try not to be passive. Um, let people know, find close friends and just say, hey, I'm really strong struggling with this holiday. I remember the year after my dad passed away. It had only been a few months before Christmas. And I absolutely didn't feel like um, putting up a Christmas tree. It was like, why bother? Um, I just remember feeling like I didn't even want to celebrate Christmas. And um, I mentioned that to one of our kids and they came over and they put up the Christmas tree for us and they decorated. And it felt so good to just feel you know, to have somebody kind of come around us. So if you know somebody who has lost someone right before this holiday or even any time this year, maybe 
check with them. How can I bless you? How can I, yeah. you know, can I come over and help you with something? Can I bring you a meal? Um, just realize that they're the ones who probably are going to have the toughest time this holiday. Well, and I'll just add to that one last little thing there, Terry. I like what you said, but I'm going to just make this phrase right up front. Please don't stay home alone. Right. This alone thing is really bad, folks, because I know I have traveled that path and home alone, I'm being silly now, is not the way to go. You need to reach out and talk to anybody you can, just even a passerby friend, start a conversation, you know, and just make sure that you're going to plug in somewhere and and spend some time with somebody. But please don't do the alone thing. No, I think you make a really good point there, Don. And, and really what happens, too, is, you know, everybody go every way goes through a period, a short period where you're lonely. But chronic loneliness kind of makes us more susceptible to things like depression, even Alzheimer's disease. Um, it lowers our immune system. It stresses our cardiovascular system. It, it And it just can, it can actually affect our how long we live because loneliness is not something to just ignore. If you're feeling lonely right now, do something, reach out, call somebody, call a hotline, find a, find a friend, find a loved one, find a pastor, um, find a, um, um, counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, somebody and just say, Hey, I'm really, really lonely. Can you help? Yeah. And just another side note to that loneliness. And, you know, I can speak with this with complete confidence uh, based on my health in the last 40 years of my life, uh, the loneliness and home alone thing I can verify doesn't work. And by making this one statement, it severely affected my health for the rest of my life because it led to immense drinking. And there, there's a lot of people that struggle with drugs and other things. Fortunately, I never did any drugs. But I want to just make this so clear that the alone stuff is just, it's its a Josh Turner song. It's riding the long black train, and I'm not going to ride that train, and I certainly don't want any of you to. Yeah, awesome. that's a good point, Don. So thank you for joining us today as we discuss the impact of loneliness and um, how that affects us. And our hope is that in listening to this podcast, you feel encouraged, connected, and determined to develop your strengths and to live out your purpose. In concluding the podcast, I do want to leave you with a few questions in order to continue this important discussion. Our hope is that by asking these questions to a trusted friend or coach, you're able to bridge the gap of loneliness to connection, fear to confidence, and worry to peace. And so the questions I have for you today are, what are you going to do? Um, what are your plans for this Thanksgiving and Christmas? What What are you planning ahead of time right now so that you can help with your connect, with connection and um, avoid loneliness? And then um, the second question is, what can you also do right now to be prepared for building those relationships during these events? And until next time, live the journey that awaits you. And thank you for listening to the Journey Podcast. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.